Welcome to this episode of the Schwegcast. I am your host, as always, Sam Schwegler, and I am glad that you are here today. Let's make podcasts great again. That's what we're trying to do here, and that's what we're trying to do with the Schwegcast. Like always, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to podcasts at. That's where I want to see that stuff. I want to get the show going, and I want to get some uh, some eyes on the show like you know, like you know, we we want to do, and our Facebook page just launched. I did that a little bit later than I probably should have, but the Facebook page is up now, and y'all can go to the page and like it. Go like the page. There aren't a lot of likes right now. We're trying to get the likes going on the page. So let's do that. And also, we got a Patreon page, Patreon, 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 where you can help fund the show, help keep this show going, keep this show cool and crisp the way it's supposed to be it's patreon.com slash the schwegcast and that's where you can help set a donation you can do like a dollar a month you can do whatever you want you know just help support the show and that's what i want to hear from you today on the show i got my pal tim philpy of timmy two-step he is working on some new music and i am excited for the new music to be coming out and for you to hear it. He is also the music sponsor for the day, and so you'll get to hear his new song mid-show. So stick around. You do not want to miss that. That is what I want to do. And so one thing I want to point out, I feel like it's my duty right now as a human being to reintroduce the world to the comedy of Andy Milanakis. For those of you who don't know... He had a show on MTV back in the mid-2000s, and it's very, very obscure. And that's where I get the line, it's my show, you can't tell me what to do. I am basing my beliefs on what I want to do with this show off Andy Milanakis. So here is the theme song to his show. I rock peas on my head, but don't call me a pea head. Bees on my head, but don't call me a bee head. Bruce Lee's on my head, but don't call me a lee head. Now please excuse me, I got to get my tree fed. You wear name brands and I make my own clothing. I hang out with an apple who loves self-loathing. I hate myself. Pancake on my face makes me extra happy. I like shampoo bottles that sit on my lappy. Cause it's my show, you can't tell me what to do. When life hands me lemons, I make beef stew. So yo, I gotta go, it's time for me to rock it. I put bologna in my left pocket. Smear some cream cheese in my gold locket. Cause it's my show, I'm Andy Milanakis. It's my show, I'm Swandy Smilashmonkis. It's my show, I'm Andy Milanakis. All right, so that's the Andy Milanakis theme song, and I've been rewatching a couple of his episodes these last couple of days, and I've forgotten how funny this human being is, so please go check out Andy Milanakis, please for me, and he is not even paying me to say this, I definitely want you to go and check out Andy Milanakis, please, 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 please go check him out, and also what I want you to do... I know some of you are Android users out there and don't use the iTunes App Store or other app stores, but I want, in all honesty, I want to get on all the platforms that you listen to podcasts on. So if the Schwedcast is not on a podcast platform that you are on, I've been working on getting on a couple more, but if it's not on the one you use, please email theschwedcast at gmail.com and tell me what platform you do listen to podcasts on, and I will do my best to get my show on there. And that is 
is it. That's what I have to say. Let's talk about the Grammys. Grammys are coming up this Sunday. Wow. This Sunday, this Sunday, this Sunday. And I know next week, next episode, you're going to hear me a lot. I'm probably going to blabber on about it for a little bit, but we're going to see. So I want to talk about best pop vocal album. And so our nominees are 25 by Adele, Purpose, Justin Bieber, Dangerous Woman by Ariana Grande, Confident, Demi Lovato, This Is Acting, Sia. All right. I'm going to tell you one thing. Favorite album on this list, Dangerous Woman, Ariana Grande. I know it seems a little weird. I think she is a phenomenal vocalist. And honestly, I think she's a little bit better of a vocalist than Adele. No offense. I think they're both great. But I think she's a phenomenal vocalist. You have to like check her out if you do not know how good of a vocalist she is. And I really like the music on Dangerous Woman. I feel like with this album, uh, Ariana Grande got the chance to kind of make the music she wants to make and not kind of what the record labels want to make. And she's done talked a little bit in interviews about it. And so that's why I really want to win. On all honesty, what's probably going to win is 25 by Adele. Just using my common sense, Adele is probably always going to probably going to win every single category in this honesty. Honestly, uh, Purpose has a good chance of doing good in this category, but I don't see it winning. Uh, Confident by Demi Lovato, I mean, it could. And then This Is Acting by Sia. Sia is pretty good, too. I think if anyone's going to be a surprise in this category, it's going to be Sia. What do you guys think? Email the schwedcast at gmail.com or do what else you want to do. You can go on Facebook and, uh, you know, write on the wall, the Facebook wall, and I will reply to it, and we can have a good discussion and get more other people involved with it and see what else we can do. And it should be a lot of of fun. So let's get to our sponsors for the day. Our first sponsor, none other than Lapel Yeah. Hell yeah, Lapel Yeah. You better lapel yourself before you kill yourself. Man, that wasn't very good. Uh, lapel Yeah, they make custom pins and they have all these awesome pins. You can check them out at lapelya.com. We got to get some cool pins going, maybe a Harambe pin. Still hoping to get the Harambe pin out there. But uh, we'll see. I don't know if they're interested as a company in making Lapelia, but they're pretty cool pins, high quality, uh, good dude. Jonathan Bowles, you can check him out on the last episode, episode five of the show, and uh, you just see how phenomenal of a dude he is uh, and how great he is. But the pins are awesome, and maybe some Sam Struggle Project pins may be coming in the near future. I'm going to work it out. I'm going to see what I can do about that. But that'd be really cool. Maybe some Make Podcast Great Again pins or some Stay Awesome pins. I don't know. Maybe we'll get there. Um, but in the meantime, you find a pin you want on lapelia.com. You can use promo code SAM, S-A-M, and you can get 25% off your purchase of lapels at lapelia.com. Just go crazy. Buy every pin they have. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. High-quality pins at great prices with the promo code SAM, S-A-M, at lapelia.com, 25% off. You can't beat up that deal. You kind of have to go now or else it's going to be gone fairly, fairly, fairly soon. Also, our other sponsor for the day is Lyft. Y'all know what Lyft is. It's basically free ride sharing, not free ride sharing app, but it's a ride sharing app, you know. Go out to a bar, get drunk, have the night of your life, and then get a lift on your phone. Don't have to deal with money. Don't have to deal with any of that stuff like regular taxis. You just literally order the ride, pick it up, and they pick you up, take you where you need to go. And you know what? You're there. And the money's already taken care of. Driver doesn't have to ask you. You don't have to have an awkward thing. It's like, here's this, here's that. And you know, yada, 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 you know, all that awkward stuff you have to do with taxis. You can now do with Lyft. They used to have, you know, those mustaches on the front of the car, but I guess they don't anymore. But oh, well, I mean, those were pretty cool. And whatnot, but I have a special offer for you. You can use when you sign up for Lyft and get that free ride, go out drinking on a Friday night, 
And then after you finish listening to the Shredcast, of course, go out drinking, get a ride home, sign up for Lyft. You can use promo code SHWEGCAST, and you can get $50 off your first couple of rides with it. So remember, SHWEGCAST, that's the promo code you want to use when you, you sign up for Lyft and get those awesome rides. And without further ado, I'm going to get on with my conversation with Tim and we are going to have one hell of a conversation, so stay tuned. Don't touch that dial. Did you uh, watch the Super Bowl at all? I did. I stood outside most of the time with people while they smoked, and I didn't smoke just because <laughs> football bores me. Yeah, I <laughs> like what I did was uh, I had to work on a uh, was like I had to work on a track for a client, and uh, what ended up happening was I like once I saw it was halftime on Facebook, I like like stopped and then like turned off the clock and then like went to my living room and like yeah watch Lady Gaga. <laughs> It's the only part worth watching. Yeah, I know. I'm just like she jumped. <laughs> she, she like jumped from on jumped. high as drones flew overhead, making the American flag. Dude, it was that it was so. <laughs> oh, it was great. Um, what was, what was my favorite part? Uh, I don't know. The whole thing was pretty good. I'm like, I don't even care for the football. Yeah. And I, and if you're saving your best commercials for uh, the Super Bowl, eh, you're not doing very good as a company. Yeah, Just I like, mean, well, Budweiser's doing pretty well for themselves, mm-hmm. so. Was it now they're, like, but, anti-Trump now, so, like, you kind of have to oh, drink yeah. Budweiser? So now you have to drink Budweiser now? <laughs> Dude, and that beer sucks. I know. Like, I keep watching, I'm like, oh, fuck you, Budweiser. Now I have to drink your terrible beer? <laughs> <laughs> what was it, like, Yingling went out to support Trump, and so it's like, uh, oh, I don't even think Dude, I really. I know, what the hell? Nobody, you're used for sake bombs and nothing more. Get it go away. I was like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, I wasn't drinking Yingling to begin with. The worst thing, like, moving to Nashville is, like, I'm still trying to find, like, my, a good beer. Yeah. To drink, like, the most I've been drinking is, like, oh, is it a fat tire? Oh, God, that stuff gives me a stomachache. It's not the worst thing in the world, but, I mean, like, it's not, I don't go I too it's out of my just way. just fat tire specifically. Like, their other beers are fine, but, like, mm-hmm. that one's always kind of messed with me. Yeah, I got, like, the variety pack not too long ago, and it was pretty good. Yeah. So let's keep talking uh, Lady Gaga. She yes, did phenomenal. Sure. And she's getting fat shamed for, Dude, like... Dude, that's fucking bullshit. Like, pardon that language, but, dude, like, get, this is why people have eating disorders, because mm-hmm. of crap like that, man. Like, do not. Who is that? Where you're doing your pausing? I'm like, yep. There, there's the muffin top. I'm gonna go to Twitter and just berate her. I'm just <laughs> like trying to figure life? out. 
<laughs> Screw you, man. Like, who the hell notices that, like, crap? Like, <laughs> Seriously, I was, like, mesmerized by, like, the sparkles and everything else. Like, but you, this one just asshole in, you know, the middle of nowhere who's like, oh, look at that pooch. What a, what a bitch. I'm going to write about her on Twitter. <laughs> like, that's, that's exactly how they sound, too. Like, mm-hmm. she's just a, she's a bitch. Make America great again. I'm going to write this on Twitter. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. I guess like, I don't get, I know I feel like give a shit about like things like that. That's what like, does it really matter? No, it doesn't. Nobody, nobody cares, man. Like no self-respecting person mm-hmm. gives a shit. Like, ugh. like you give guys a bad name, man. Like, like, all women think all men are pigs and stuff. It's like people that just happens all the time. Like it's never, and it's probably never going to go away with the president that we have. We set up that standard. I was like, yeah, I, th- I saw something like there's like a petition to try to get him impeached already. Yeah, it's it's probably it's like all ter- it's all terrible after him too. So it's just less nuky. It's like I don't even know if like I want like Mike Pence to be president. No, like Donnie, you can control. Like Pence is just a maniac. And itself thinks electrocuting gay folk is gonna <laughs> make them straight. I guess. Yeah, I guess. I guess it works. I've never tried it. Yeah, it no, it doesn't. I mean, it shocks you until you don't know who you are anymore. I guess. <laughs> like, Isn't that what sure, your parents it, did with uh, Brad? I <laughs> <laughs> just shocked him. Yeah, no, they would. My brother, they would uh, just just electrocute him all day for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> Investigate that. Stay woke. Watch out for electrocution parents. Harambe. Harambe was an inside job. Harambe was an inside job. Was it? When I was at uh, the studio I was interning at, we were, like, talking about something, and somehow, like, some miscommunication came up, and someone thought we were talking about how, like, the Chicago Police Department drove all the way to Cincinnati to shoot Harambe. (laughs) I heard heard that on, like, I think one of your episodes, like, what, who came up with that theory? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh. We were just like talking about it in the studio one night. I think we also we also came up like because we were like talking about like how like do you think like Cincinnati Zoo is ever gonna like come back from it? And like the other guys like yeah, one time like at some zoo in like East Coast or something like that, like ten elephants died mysteriously for no reason. And then someone oh. like and I don't know how the conversation got to this point. They were just like. AIDS, something like all the elephants died of AIDS. AIDS. And then someone went up and was just like, it's not like Shaquille O'Neal like had sex with all these elephants. I'm like, first off, hold up. It's not Shaquille O'Neal. It would have been Magic Johnson. Let's get this You're just a racist for getting that wrong. A basketball (laughs) racist. Elephants. Just like one of these basketball players has to have it. It was like, we got to get right. It's Magic Johnson of anyone. God. Dude, now see, and I think that that zoo will come back. See, I I forgot what zoo it was. Now you just said the name, and I don't mm-hmm. remember what zoo it is, so I wouldn't even know. It could be the Dallas Zoo for all I care. Like, I actually think he was in Dallas. Like he was at that oh zoo, God. and then like a like the we last didn't year, kill him down here. <laughs> not the in last, Texas. And then, like the last <laughs> year of his life, he spent in Cincinnati. <laughs> Oh god! But the thing oh, with like Texas see- though is like if like the kid fell in like just some random bystander would have shot him. And, yeah, anybody like of, of a thousand people walking around would have shot him. Like I'm, we're walking my dogs like after we got home and my neighbor 
who I found out was a cop, actually, but uh, <laughs> just walked out with his gun on his belt. I'm like, oh, okay. I hope it was like, like no, that's a, a cop. So it was, he was a huge dude, too. Looks like a rock. I'm like, oh, cool. I mean, I don't mind when cops safe. have guns on them, except when they're in like St. No. Louis. Then, <laughs> then it's like a, then like, nah, I don't want them to have guns. Dude, most places here in Austin don't even allow you to have them in there. Like, <laughs> it's uh, like you can opt out. Uh, the school campus, I don't think you can. I think, well, well I don't know. Some teachers are like, there's been like you, they could carry yeah, on campus. They they could, I guess, but like a lot of teachers are trying to bar it from their classroom. I don't remember if they succeeded. I know there was a couple walkouts. There's another uh, protest the dildos uh, for blocks mm-hmm. or something like that, where yeah, they girls that. carried around dildos and. Uh, uh, instead of God, we're just like God. And yeah, and they like everybody got in trouble for that. See, I would have just made a seriously, rule: only the white kids a, couldn't bring a gun to class. Like, yeah, seriously, <laughs> every other race can bring their guns because they're they the ones that are killing everybody. Yeah, the, it's always Dylan white people Roof, with guns. Creepy ass dude. I saw a picture of Dylan Roof today. That's, he's a God, man. That guy's that should just his face alone should have been a warning sign to anybody. I, like I, that guy's gonna kill somebody. I was just like he's, thinking about that. Thank God he is going to jail. My God, I, that I did. I thought somehow he's gonna get away with it. That like, would have been everything else. No goes. one. I would, they, they would, people would have rioted. I would have rioted. I just started throwing shit in my room or something. Like if he'd oh, gotten yeah. away with that, like, ugh. Mm-hmm. God, What's typically like freaking guy. Typically, we're pretty good. We're not good with gun laws, but we're pretty good with like if someone actually does kill multiple people, they usually do go to jail or kill themselves. One of the two. Yeah, true. Yeah, so. at least there's that least silver lining, that. I guess. <laughs> well, <laughs> the cops kill them or they go to jail. Except unless you're a cop, then you don't go to jail. Dude, man, I thought I was gonna uh, be in a theater shooting yesterday. It scared the hell out of me. Um, I was at. I went and saw uh, Split at M Night Shyamalan. Shamalimalon movie, Shamalimalong, uh, which I, it's very messed up. So see with caution. Anyways, um, we're like ten minutes into the movie, and we're in Alamo Draft House. You can like order uh, booze and food mm-hmm. and stuff. It's the only way to see movies, uh, in my opinion. Or but, bring a flask. Or bring or bring a flask. Uh, Brad's wedding, no, twenty sixteen. Yeah, oh yeah, seriously, <laughs> drunk DJ. Uh, <laughs> But no, this, this guy like twenty minutes in the movie gets up and is like goes, "This is fucking bullshit," and like <laughs> walks out. And it's right out of scene where like these girls, like it's about these three girls get kidnapped by James mm-hmm. McAvoy. He's got like split personalities and stuff. And uh, he, it, God, uh, I, I was like, "Oh God, are you like uncomfortable that these girls are like about to get like abused?" And I didn't get a. Well, I'm a, whatever they they kind of do. They, two of them die. Sorry, spoiler alert. Should have said that first. Spoiler uh, alert. That out. <laughs> spoiler alert. Two of the <laughs> girls die. I'm not gonna tell you which one. Yeah, no. Uh, but like, says, are you mad about this? And then he like storms out, busts open the exit door, and then comes back. I'm like, God, oh shit, man. Like I like turned to my friend, like, dude, did he get a gun? <laughs> and we thought, dude, cause I thought, like, God, is he gonna like get uncomfortable again and then just like start blowing people away. <laughs> and, uh, I was just freaked out. Like I've been so freaked out. I was already freaked out because the movie was like, it's a horror movie. So I'm <laughs> kind of freaked out. And then I was just like, I almost got up and left and then nothing happened. But turns out he just didn't get his food. 
Like he hadn't been served. That's it. He, he causes this fuss, starts cussing at people. Oh yeah, the funniest damn part was that he trips right in front of me as he's walking out and falls down and then gets up and goes. It's his it's the funniest part. He looks like Tiger Woods too, like and was with this just weirdo looking lady and he's got like a golf cap on and a, like a polo shirt and actually, I think like, that is Tiger like, Woods. Yeah, it might have actually been. You never know, man. We got a lot of random people that move through Austin, but I I can't see Tiger Woods freaking out like that. His voice also <laughs> was not that deep, <laughs> so I don't know. Like, <laughs> Just, I, I, halfway Woods, through like, this, he hooks up with like prostitutes and porn stars and stuff. This, that's not what that was. Regardless. <laughs> Halfway through it's your story, like, oh. I like totally forgot you were at Alamo Draft House. It's oh, so, yeah. This is all at Alamo Draft House, man. And so I'm just thinking you're at some like standard, like crappy theater. <laughs> yeah, all. that's that I expect, man. Like <laughs> but <laughs> Oh dude, yeah, that scared the hell out of me. Yeah, when uh I was when I was with your brothers, <laughs> we went to see Jurassic World when I went to see them in Tampa. And we oh, went yeah. to like the Italian version of Alamo Draft House. What? What's that? Like, I pick? I don't know what theater we went to. I think Brad would know. Uh, Ku Klux Brad. Ku Klux Brad. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, we saw it there, and that was pretty good. But, uh, yeah, I went. To, I saw Ant-Man at the Alamo Draft House in Kansas City. That was oh, pretty good. You paid money to see that? Uh, God, I, I may or may not have watched it illegally. I'll say that just in case the NSA is listening. <laughs> to your podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's for like music people and uh NSA. And NSA. <laughs> Specifically NSA coders and music folk. <laughs> They're like demographics. So like yeah, when you apply for the podcast, you have to like demographic that's like audio like video, TV, you know, and then like music slash NSA. <laughs> oh, did you watch Saturday Night Live? Uh Oh yeah, Melissa McCarthy. Oh my gosh. Oh man, dude, they want. Uh, I saw some article that someone's calling for like to have an all women presidential cabinet cast for a skit or something. Mm-hmm. Like Rosie O'Donnell offered to play Steve Bannon. Like, oh, oh my god, that's perfect. Oh, yes. Like, well, I want. I want that please. like skeleton <laughs> Grim Reaper to be Steve Bannon. Like. Throughout oh, the next. Oh god, four that years. is so funny. Oh, <clears throat> they do that. I was like, oh, that's so. Perfect. You could have anybody just be President Bannon. Yeah, it's just like literally just like (laughs) so easy. Like they can just put like whatever unregular, whatever, whatever. Yeah, that girl with the weird voice, like the the only Hispanic cast member. Oh, Vanessa Villasenor. Like, dude, she sucks. You don't like her? Like, I do not. Her like my friend had like a hundred comment long thread discussing like she all she did was post who's the one in snl with the weird voice <laughs> and, and, and i go dude right and but that's the truth like she doesn't she's not funny she like watch all of her skits that she gets to be in she's like she doesn't add anything plus maybe it's maybe i'm an asshole maybe everybody else is an asshole too but her voice is it's weird it just it it kind of i don't know it's like are you trying to be a muppet is that what you're trying to sound like? I, I guess. Know. My favorite cast member right now is Pete Davidson. I think. Oh, God. I, I, I really like so him, funny. like, 
during like the uh, weekend update. Just like yes, just him coming on and just talking. <laughs> just like not even like really contributing too much. <laughs> it's just like He's yeah, so to start funny. taking Propecia. You know, my hair is falling out. Now I don't want to have sex four times a day. I only just have want to have sex one time a day. And so now every time I see a bald person, it's just like you sick sexual deviant. <laughs> no, dude, that's what uh, it causes nuts nutsoness, schizophrenia, or not schizophrenia. Uh, that's so nice is a very terrible term. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what is um, mental instability? Basically, no. But that Donald Trump takes it. Yeah, no. I was just gonna mention that. Yeah, like he. And so we got like this guy's like delusions or whatever. I think that's one of the symptoms, like delusional schizophrenia or something like that. I'm like, great. So. <laughs> You know, of all the things uh, Donald Trump does, I think just the way he dresses and presents himself that way, you're a that's something. Get a tailor. <laughs> that, on the left side and the right side, we all need to agree that, you know. He has no fashion sense. We should get him, like, an actual fashion Put him sense. Put on that, the Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Yeah, that's show. coming is back. Is that still I think. a show? Is no, it? it's oh, coming back. Good. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, put him yeah. on there, man. Like he he win with the gays. <laughs> Probably not. No, he won't. Uh, He's got to get re-election soon. <laughs> good luck with that. I don't know. With uh, yeah, Mike Pence on the. <laughs> you're not getting. Uh, dude, I don't think I bet you anything. If he goes up and makes it to re-election, I bet he'll drop Mike Pence. I could see that. I bet it just because he's a he's a crazy person. Mm-hmm. I bet he'd probably bring on. Well, I don't think he'd bring on Steve Bannon, but. Uh, I think Steve Bannon's going to get kicked out of the White House before too long. Mm-hmm. I don't see uh, him lasting. Yeah, he's doing, he's too shady. And on top of it, Donnie didn't read that order that yeah. made, put him on the council and stuff. Like, that's a, yeah. I will that's, not refer to him ever as President Trump. It's only Donnie. Just because I didn't Donnie. say shut the fuck up, Donnie. Drumpf like, as the. Drumpf. Drumpf. I still have the. Donnie, um, Donnie Drumpf. What, uh, what was it? John Oliver Donnie had, D. like. He has like this uh, thing on Chrome, like an extension, where all like oh that says shut the fuck up, Donnie. Trumps. Yeah, it? now it's no, it's instead of Trump, it's Trump, and I still have it on oh, here. Oh, nice. They so. do one that does the Lebowski line uh, for mm-hmm. any. Oh, it's a Twitter attachment that um, tweets <laughs> out uh, shut the f up, Donnie. Um, every time he tweets, like it retweets <laughs> him or tweets at him, like just that line. I want to set up like just a fifty like egg accounts or something like that just to all do that every time he talks. I wish that like any regular Twitter account would actually like he would respond to all of them. Oh, he's blocked three friends of mine. Oh wow! Yeah, well, it was before he was president, uh, but like yeah, uh, one of my friends uh, Saudi girl, Arabia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Saudi Arabia and Yemen, uh, and uh, this girl I know. <laughs> no, but like, they're just like all proud. I'm like, oh man, the president blocked me. I felt honored. <laughs> like, I want to be blocked by the president. Apparently, if you like tweet relentlessly at him, his followers will start to like debase you. It's like a virus. Yeah. Like, it, they <clears throat> like come at you and start like berating you and. La la la! Like it's happened to a few people. It's just like it's kind of like insane to watch it happen. Like, like you, uh, 
a group of hungry ants, like you pour sugar on the ground, they just all attack it all at the same time. That's what <laughs> they are. Bugs. Trump supporters are bugs. They're gross. Literally bugs. Literally. I mean, he has like what, bugs. like a 30% approval rating? Uh, probably about now. He It took, what was the stat, like a uh, thousand days for like both Bushes, Clinton, and Obama to get below uh, 50% approval, like, uh, give or take a few days, and um, it took him eight <laughs> days to get below <laughs> approval. Like, most presidents ride, like, uh, an approval rating high for, like, the first year, maybe less, uh, depending on, like, what they do. Yeah, because they're, like, nope. new, and they're like, all right, new president, let's get going, let's... <laughs> Gerald Ford pardoned a known criminal and his approval rating was still higher (laughs) than Donald Trump's into his presidency. Jimmy Carter said he saw aliens in his peanut farm field and still, (laughs) like, he didn't win again. He he was, I don't know if he was good or not, but, uh. That, dude, that's some BS like too. Carter. They made Jimmy Carter get rid of all his uh, his peanut. He had a small peanut farm in I guess it's Georgia or something, uh, mm-hmm. and they made him get rid of that and threw a hissy fit about it back then. And didn't like how many businesses did Donald not divest himself from and put into his mm-hmm. kids' hands? Yeah. Like, yeah, and y'all freaked out about <laughs> Jimmy Carter just wanting to grow a few peanuts. Make some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I'm just like trying to figure out. And like, the guy was... went on to found what was it? Four H, not Four H, uh, Habitat, mm-hmm. Humanity. <laughs> oh god! Yeah. I'm the only nice thing is that we're gonna actually like because I can't re- imagine him getting reelected. Oh, if he does, then there's no hope for this. Guy. If they if we don't vote out every damn Republican, or at least close to it in the next 2018 election, then our country has almost no hope. Yeah. If, he, yeah. if we reelect him, it's either because he went full dictator, which, and when we just gotta, you know, figure that thing out. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't win, like, the whole West Coast will secede. They're already t- trying to get on, they have it on the ballot now. It didn't take that long to get the signatures for it. Oh, it's wow. on the ballot a lot, but, like, uh, Washington is talking about it. Oregon's talking about it, and so is California. Like they'd all probably secede. Maybe like there's been articles about can those three states join Canada? I mean, those they they're like line of morality and politics line up with Canada better than the rest of America. Mm-hmm. Like it just I mean, plus they have all the all the different businesses that they have. Like like California alone's got forestry, pornography, Hollywood. Uh, Silicon Valley, you know, I can keep going, but that's just three or four industries that mm-hmm. can totally sustain their entire state or country if they want to be one. Like on top of what Oregon has, on top of what Washington has. I mean, Portland, Portland, yeah, Nirvana is awesome. Nirvana, <laughs> kind of, you know, one of them still lives there. The basis, nobody knows his name. <laughs> has a beard. Uh, he just has a beard. <laughs> Girl stops through sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I'd be curious if like they actually do succeed at seceding because like they'll be fine. Like there's like no problem with they, like they'd be like, fine. Yeah, but would they? The, would America let it happen? That's, that's the, the that's the big thing. But like I'm curious about like the entertainment industry wrapping this podcast back around. Like mm-hmm. what's going to happen? Because yeah. we have like what's our big cities that we have? Los Angeles, we have mm-hmm. New York and Nashville. 
And so Nashville is like Austin in a, in a sense where like it's a pretty progressive for like a very red state. Yeah, dude, for real. Yours is a little more extreme on both ends, but <clears throat> way extreme because our dude, our city's like our city has five uh, state representatives. Yeah, like it's uh, gerrymandered that we have five state representatives and three of them are Republicans, but it's somehow Austin. Mm-hmm. Like it's that didn't make sense. It's, yeah, our friend she they, was she used to live in Houston, and she told me he's like, yeah, bands like they just go on tour in in uh, Texas and they like, can just sustain an entire tour. Yo, just for Texas sure. alone. Yeah. You can do Houston, Waco, Austin, Galveston, uh, El Paso, Lubbock. Uh, Fort Worth, Dallas. If you want to, nah, well, you got to do one of the two. You should do Denton. Well, depends on who you are, really. I mean, each town has a different kind of atmosphere. But yeah, I mean, you could do ten cities easily. Probably bring a decent crowd, depending on how big you are. Mm-hmm. But most places, if you're like a bigger touring band, you gotta you get that whole uh, uh, what do, what do you call it? Um, a contract where you can't play uh, within like 90 days um, and 200 miles of a place. Like say I, yeah. I come to Austin to play a show, but I can't play, you know, San Antonio um, or anywhere within 200 miles for 90 days or something like that. Cause like uh, we had some band um, when I worked for old settlers music festival uh, that we wanted to come play, but it was just that whole thing of like, they wanted to play, ACL instead um, it didn't I don't know if that was the year I was working there the other year but yeah that's like that crap happens all it's the like, time it's like yeah festival rules yeah it's just like dibs <laughs> like you can't even play like a club like you can play like an after show like that's that's okay but like I couldn't come into Austin and play Antones on you know February 25th and yeah. then go play Old Settlers at, at like on March 17th it's not the like, worst rule in the world. I think I'm playing a show in Atlanta. No, absolutely not. Coming up, and yeah. uh, they're just like, "Yeah, don't play in Atlanta at all." Like in the like a week or something. Like I can't remember the details, but uh, mm. they're just like, "Yeah," because we don't want like an oversaturation of shows because they want to get like the most out of you while you're in the city. It's, yeah, yeah, it's not exactly. a bad rule. No, so that's the, good. It helps in the music you industry out having to. So, well, then it over yeah, like you said, oversaturates yourself and like it. Yeah, you don't want to do that. And <laughs> an entire tour too of much. the city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you could. Uh, it's kind of what playing shows locally is, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. You just playing a show, take a week off. Playing a show, take a week off. Mm-hmm. Play a show. Play a, yeah. a show. I, just, I listened to a uh, podcast today called uh, uh, "Remarkable Lives, Tragic Deaths." Um, and it did on Buddy Holly and talked about a tour he went on in Europe where his, after it was all almost done, his bass player or something freaked out and, uh, uh, because they had been playing, they had played 50 shows in like 40 days or no, mm. 30 days, something like that, uh, 20, 28 days. Um, and just traveling all over Europe and he like, he just, the guy was like, I can't, I can't do it. I got to stop him. But yeah, I was just like, God almighty, I could not, t-. like, the thought of touring alone already kind of stresses me out, like, the potential of that, like, just because, like, I oh, God, like, I, I guess one, one of my friends in a band called Vandaliers, like, he 
he's like, yeah, we're going on tour in September, um, uh, for like, uh, all over the country. And it was for three months. And I go, really? I'm like, you're going to do three months? He goes, hell no. We're going to do two weeks on in one direction, come back, sleep for three days, two weeks, go to another direction. I'm like, so my other friends went to Japan, same thing. Like they just, they did one month and then they were like, oh God, we can't, we can't keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Like the, how, how these people do like year long world tours. I like, it's not me, man. Like I couldn't do it for me. It's more of like the finances. My body can handle it, but uh, it's like the money. It's I like mean, my scary. Body, it's, I just, I want to bring my family with me. Like mm-hmm. that, that's really what it is. Like, which I mean, it's possible. Ringo Starr does it. He's him and his wife never been like apart more than like a week in the forty years they've been married or something like that. Wow, that's yeah. insane. Uh, yeah, which is you know, a little excessive. Uh, to <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. like how <laughs> have you not been a like are you t- are you totaling the hours that you spend like at the studio? Is she at the studio with you? Like that's kind of talk about. Yoko being clingy, like, jeez. <laughs> I think, like, there's, like, two different types of t- touring people. There's, like, the person, like, I think, uh, me, I'm more of, like, the, I can go for a while. That's just my body, I feel like, is made for it. And there's some people who are actually, like, normal human beings with, like, a normally functioning brain who take, yeah, who don't have to take pills to sustain life, a normal yeah. functioning self. Ugh. And so I feel like them and, the, like, people who have, like, families and stuff, for me, it's like, yeah, I got broads in Atlanta. Yeah. Panda, panda, panda. <laughs> Stuff like that. So, like, it's yeah. touring's, a, touring's a beast in itself. How, how long have you toured before? Um, How long? I haven't done... I'm working on a tour right now, so tour dates should be up soon. Everyone keeping track with that. Um, I've done week week longs but it was like show every single day right. done a couple weeks so it's like mini tours all over the place yeah yeah it hasn't been too big and i'm just like fine do. either way i mean i'm tired but yeah <laughs> yeah I'm thinking, but once you get a day off you're just like <laughs> <laughs> after i start booking shows and playing regularly i haven't played a show and oh damn i don't know how long i'm making a comeback if you will the comeback uh, tour yeah Dude, but, book a show yeah. in Austin. I'll play. I'll come down. Oh no, yeah, that's what I'm trying to. That's what I'm working on now. Uh, I might try to get something at radio. Um, and actually, it'd probably be more handy if you, because you're the one touring. If you booked it and say you want this person to open for you, okay, yeah, or something like that. that yeah, just give probably, me the info afterwards. Yeah, I'll email them. Yeah. Uh, See, I'm trying to get into Texas. That. I think I have one show in like College Station. I'm trying to get set up. I need to talk to the guy. But I think it shouldn't be too hard. You could Fort Worth, you could do something too. But I think, I think you might have more of a. I don't know what. I'm trying to like, it's Fort Worth super Americana nowadays, mm-hmm. and uh, Dallas has got. I don't know. Actually, I really don't know the scene in Dallas at all. I my friends play some weird music, but like they don't speak for the entirety of Dallas. Uh, Dallas has always kind of been real rock and roll and mm. slash some hip hop. Not enough. It's never, there's never enough hip hop. Uh, never. Den- I say Denton would probably be, I don't know. 
just thinking out loud. <laughs> but oh no, JJ's is gone. Ah, oh, damn it. Uh, there was a there was a cool. Um, it was this pizza parlor in Denton um, called JJ's. I think it's JJ's Pizza. If I'm getting it wrong, I'm sorry to whoever lives in Denton and knows that place. <laughs> but uh, in the basement, they had shows, and um, it was awesome. And that's the end of my story. <laughs> Is it? Uh, have you? Do you it's, have any? It good, closed down. Yeah. Do you have any good weird show stories? Oh man, yeah. You want? I can tell my jitterbug. Story. Oh, tell that uh, story. Oh, uh, this isn't my like performing musician stuff. So when I was a wedding DJ, and uh, I was bound and determined to do these people right, like you know, make their wedding great and stuff. And I did. Uh, I, I make think, weddings I great know, again. Um, make weddings great again. Um, God, the simple times before that was a thing. Um, this was a long time ago. Um, <laughs> and so like at the time I had a super crappy HTC phone that barely had internet on it. And, uh, and, uh, I'm out in the middle of uh, this place called Kyle. Oh, excuse me. Which is South Austin. I burped uh, on the radio. Nice. Uh, the internet radio. Uh, and so anyways, I'm playing and this, uh, the, the wedding, it's going well. Everybody's happy. Um, people are dancing and the general rule when you're playing a wedding is you play three fast, two slow. At least that was the one they taught me. Um, I never did that, <laughs> but, uh, well, it's cause you're freaky, man. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh and so this guy comes up and goes, hey, man, uh, he's an older gentleman uh, with his wife. And first he he's looking at me and um, he go he comes up to me and goes, hey, uh, can I uh, can you play the jitterbug? Something like something like swing or something like that. And I, I go, oh, yeah, sure. Uh, but he like. I wish you could see me. Um, he, when he's on the floor and trying to get my attention, he's like, got the, like, what the hell man? Kind of like raising his hands kind of thing. And I go, what's up? And he asked me to play the jitterbug. I go, oh sure. I'll play it after this song. And I didn't because, <laughs> um, it, I was playing the slow songs at the time. I just finished a fast song. I'd done my three and I was going to play two slow songs and I played one more, may have played one more extra slow one, but it doesn't matter because people were into it and I'm, you know, feeling the room and doing what people want. And then he, the guy, same guy comes up again, standing there. And I go, and I'm about to play the jitterbug and he, I go, what, what can I do for you? He goes, where's the fucking jitterbug? <laughs> I go, excuse me? He's <laughs> like, you said you were going to play the fucking jitterbug three fucking songs ago. <laughs> like, oh, and I just like, when people, I have worked in the music industry and in shows and booking management festivals for 10 years. I've never been spoken to that way. Like, I've come across some real assholes, but this guy was the worst and it wasn't even an actual music gig. <laughs> and <laughs> he, he was like, I want to hear the goddamn jitterbug right now. And I go, okay, it's coming right up. So I played it. It cleared the dance floor and then he immediately left and <laughs> didn't even dance to it. Uh, it cleared. Nobody danced to the, to this 
effing song. It pissed me off so much. And and I like told the groom's dad and uh he's like, Oh, I am so sorry. Uh yeah, he was a pity invite <laughs> and like it was like we were trying to seat him and everybody kept saying, Don't sit me next to that son of a bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> so don't feel bad. <laughs> like, okay. Thank you. It's making me mad thinking about it. <laughs> oh my god. Ugh. Yeah, no, it's oh god, that was just like I've I've gotten into arguments with folks, but like I've never had somebody just blatantly start swearing at me that wasn't on, you know, meth downtown or something like mm. that. Like that's <laughs> that's the actions of a crazy meth head. Like that's not <laughs> the actions of an uncle at a wedding, you piece of shit. <laughs> God, uh. That guy that uh, guy sounds phenomenal. Dude. I hope he listens to this podcast. Yeah. Dude, I hope he does. Jitterbug guy, please know. email the shitterbugcast at gmail.com. <laughs> You're a shitterbug guy. Because, dude, at first I thought it, um, oh, I thought it was the that jitterbug song from the the jitterbug in the oh, my heart. Like, the, uh, I was like, wham. is that the song you want? Yeah, from Wham. That's, and I was like, you, you said jitterbug, and I'm like, from that cell phone commercial for old people? Is that the one you're talking about? Jitterbug. <laughs> jitterbug. <laughs> like, my friend had a, <laughs> we wanted to make a short film about this guy, about how he, he just is so into it. Like, he lives in a fantasy world, but like, and he's like walking through and is playing the jitterbug, the whams version and just happy go lucky. And he's like eating strawberries. And then it cuts back to what's actually going on. And he's on a drug fueled rampage and the strawberries he's eating is like mice. He's just popping mice as he's like walking through a, d- like a dank, like sewer. And just, like, this is his life. <laughs> like, it's like this guy, we just have to make the most disturbed thing. Like have it be so happy at the beginning. And then like, cut immediately like to what he is actually doing (laughs) (laughs) the most goth movie ever made yeah just like oh my god what do we watch (laughs) it's what like it sounds like my reaction to when i watched uh, the b movie oh yeah (laughs) have you you seen that (laughs) yeah dude uh, that's making like a weird nostalgic comeback for some reason like it's it's a meme like on netflix again yeah it's a meme but like why is everybody remembering that movie all of a sudden? It's so like ridiculously like <laughs> dumb. It's like a bee goes out of the hive, falls in love with a woman, sues the entire human race. Dude, including what's dude, whose honey is it? Um Oh, the celebrity honey. It God, it made me Renee laugh Zellweger, so hard when I saw that. I no, 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 no. The Jerry um, Seinfeld is the Barry B. Benson. Yeah, no, but the guy specific Hollywood actor that they're suing, it's like his brand of honey. Um oh, Dang it. Uh, Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta's honey. That's like they have Ray Liotta on the stand in the movie. And he's like, they're, they're trying to sue Ray Liotta and his honey company too. Like, because they're, his specific hive was for Ray Liotta honey, brand honey. <laughs> trying to sue him for royalties. <laughs> the movie is, it's, it is so ridiculous. <laughs> it's reflecting on what that movie was actually about. <laughs> The movie, I remember the credits were rolling, and I was just like, what the hell did I just watch? What is this? Oh, my God. 
Okay, so we're going to get to our music sponsor, which is you. Surprise, surprise. Oh, well, hello. And so we're talking about your new song, Give and Take, When the Lights Go Out. So tell us a little bit mm-hmm. about what this song is about before we play it for everyone. Uh, well, um, at first, I see, I basically have gone through a lot of my old songs um, that I kind of like that were super emo-y. Like, Give and Take used to be about... Um, a relationship between two people that I knew and about it was destructive and stuff. It was like super emo and pretty lame. Uh, and lately, been considering the environment we live in now in our country, I've been angrier. And so I rewrote it because I liked the rhythm of it and the uh, just like the I don't know who did somebody describe it the other day as. Uh, dashboard confessional but angrier or something like that mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh so yeah um but it's about uh like i grew up in the church and everything i have no objection in the church as mm-hmm. a whole um it's misguided a lot of it and there are a lot of good churches out there but shout know. out to grace point in franklin tennessee yeah, and uh, my parents have a church too. I don't remember what it's called, but it's well, like cool super thing. Rad. When I go to here, like it's like all inclusive, so like there's a lot of like the big LGBT community. Yeah, there. good. That's what churches should be. Yeah, I know, and, and like I freaking love it because I've been thinking that for years, and then the finally I found art, a place though, who go has it. Like I used to be a pretty backwards person, and you know thought along the same lines, thought gay people were all sinners or. Muslims need to be electrocuted by Mike Pence. Yeah, they, they could be electrocuted. Yeah, like... And then I, you know, woke up. Um, and I got woke, I believe, is the term mm-hmm. now. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the song's basically just about um, everybody, like... In the sense of, I guess, voted... Not specifically voted for Trump, but, like, claim the, you know, the love of Jesus and all that it stands for, but yet still somehow think all of this is okay. And yeah. And when the lights go out and there's nobody left, yeah, that's just just how it goes. So, all right. So let's take a break and you and y'all are going to listen to give and take when the lights go out by Timmy two steps. So stay tuned. Don't touch that dial. So here I am again, this familiar place. Try to avoid a one of fruitless attempts. We used to be friends. Now my heart's on the floor. Cause I can't look at you the same anymore. It was a dream come true. Did you believe every lie? You have it all now. How did putting love first become such a tiresome chore? I can't take it anymore. Cause when the lights out will there be anybody left but i guess this is how it goes and when they look at you will you be proud of what they see or admit you're lost Songs for you. 
you enjoyed that song uh okay tim where can they find that song timmy two step dot bandcamp.com or soundcloud.com slash timmy two step and it's pay what you uh, want I, think, I believe uh pay what you want i th- think it might just be straight up free this uh, the one that's up right now is just the the single that i put up um so it's i think it's just free the album will be pay what you want though because mm-hmm. you know music's free so. I love that. I love that idea. Just like the pay what you want, free streaming. Yeah, I mean the big guys do it. I know it's not smart for an up and comer to do it, but you know, I've I I have torrented so much music. Spoiler: Don't sue mm. me, uh, anybody. All the music's gone, so you can't sue me anymore because I use Spotify now. But uh, Spotify by Sam Schweigler. You're on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, I'm on uh, Spotify. My mixtape yeah, isn't, I mean, but I think two tracks on it are. Yeah. I'm gonna get on Spotify soon. It takes like six weeks, though. But, um... Yeah, uh... I lost my train of thought. Um... 
Yeah, music should be free for the most part. Like, I mean, it's for everybody. I get that, like, for ma- people on major labels, I understand the crap that goes into it, but so much of that goes to the labels to make the profit. Like, mm-hmm. it it's awful. It's, like, so many of my friends have been taken advantage of by labels. Not, not like, small labels. Like, I've had, you know, two friends both went to Island Records and uh, both got shit on. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, one's not. I mean, I don't know what, what uh, the play radio play guy did, but uh, after that, like, I just know he's on Island or he was on like a subsidiary of Island, which was already a subsidiary of like what Sony or something like yeah, that. Yeah, everything's like a subsidiary uh, of like three labels. Or was it Epic? No, it was Island. Uh, Epic was fine. Um, but and then, yeah, another friend of mine, um, from a band called Letter Kills, uh, it seems. He's also in a band called The Wedding um, later on after I've that. I've heard them, but, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he did their newer stuff. Their polarity stuff was another guy who is just a youth pastor now in uh, like Fayetteville or something. Living the dream. But Yeah. Um, but yeah, Matt's uh, Wedding's not even together anymore either. Matt's uh, also a, a music minister now. But, okay. Seems we're all the... Uh... Old Christian bands, either they're even really either they're atheists or they're <laughs> preachers at a church. Yeah, pretty much. Like me and Matt were never very close. So I shouldn't say friends. Me and his little brother were best friends for a long time. But regardless um, of who that man is, um, yeah, they did a pretty rad album called The Bridge. It was like right at the edge of the screamo days, but it was more of a it had like kind of a. 80s ballady vibe to it. So their their uh, guitarist is like this music teacher from Los Angeles and uh, had played like really awesome like 80s riffs and stuff. And they wanted to move more towards like excuse me, uh, I'm drinking beer, so I'm burping. Um, nice. <laughs> what kind? But uh, uh, hey, Tonks, what you doing down there? Um, it is called Twisted X Brewing Company, um, and the beer is Later Days Session IPA. Nice. Twisted I just drank a Red's Company Apple Ale from... because that's what was in my fridge. Nice. Dude, man, I haven't <laughs> had one of those in so long. Those are so, oh, those are good. I love it in Shiner's the fall, got a and I think I had it too. left over from uh, my fall six-pack of <laughs> Red's Apple oh, Ale. Nice. Oh, anyways, uh... Enough about Red's Apple Ale. All you talk about is Red's Apple Ale all the time. God. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, so they, uh, Matt's band, Letter Kills wanted to move towards like that 80s uh, sound. And they had, uh, he showed me and a couple other people once what their demos and stuff for what the album was going to be. And it was amazing. And they, because uh, they were going to break away from their label and go to, um, uh, uh, Bob Hurley from Hurley Skateboard Clothing, you know, uh, yeah. had a label, and he's Matt's like one of his best friends. Um, I hope I'm telling the story right. This is how it was told to me, but um, they were going to go to his label, and it had like what's his face from uh, the guitarist from um, Red Hot Chili Peppers was releasing all his solo stuff on there um, and uh, stuff like that. But um, because they had gone, they had gone through a. a uh, or Island Records had gone through a uh, management change. There was one guy, um, I don't remember his name, 
he's black and wears gold suits. I know that. Um, he's he was all his daughter was on um, my uh, sweet super sweet sixteen. Um, it's a weird connection. That's the only other reason I know who this man is. But um, he had walked past uh, the office one day and saw them uh, letter kill sitting in there, and he goes, "Is like." Y'all letter kills? They go, yeah. He goes, you met Sheldon? Yeah. Did you write that song, Hold Your Heart? Yeah. Y'all some badass motherfuckers. It's <laughs> like, awesome. Um, well, that guy ended up getting fired or something. Like, I, it just did, they, all these record labels do a weird shift all the time, get bought up, and, you know, now it's all, what, Universal, Sony, and, uh, oh, the other one, uh, Disney, I guess. Probably, um, yeah. But, uh, whatever Disney's company is. But yeah, and they got bought up, and they had writ, uh, wrote and recorded um, like over a hundred songs or something like that, different songs, and gave them all of them. And Island rejected every single one of them, and they want like we want you to do the screamo thing, like we need you to be more screamo, like more Hawthorne Heightsy at the time. And this was like right when screamo was about to die out, like this was the the cusp, and like. And then, like, if they had gone that route, they would have just failed like the rest of all the other Screamo bands that came out after that. That just stopped being popular and played on MTV and played on the radio and played on Fuse. Like, and so he got out at basically kind of a right time. And then there was some weird, sh- like, shit with their van. Uh, but, yeah, like, long story short, record labels will screw you at the end of the day. I know. Like, they, like, they're, unless you sell... What is it like a million records? There's a million or is a hundred thousand? You don't see your money. Like they give you your stipend, then uh, like that's when you sign. Because like uh, the Forever Sickest Kids guys um, are from Dallas. Another story for them. They um, accidentally hit purchase on this weird uh, pure volume ad that puts you on the front page and ended up getting more hits than Fallout Boy with their Hey Britney song, and that got them signed over to Sony, I think. Um, and they got a million dollar record deal. That sounds cool. Split between five people that that million dollars has to go to pay for your tours and your album and your housing and mm. yada, 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 yada. Like they went out to uh, L.A., stayed in two sweet ass lofts, recorded in this kick ass Red Bull studio. They're like five song EP. And that was, and then I think one more album. Um, and that money was I, pretty sure gone after that i don't like i've seen them play i saw them play new year's in dallas like four years ago on tv but that was it like they i mean if they're still going strong like i i saw them on spotify the other day i think they released something but you don't hear about them like Mm -hmm. these like this these dreams of record labels are you know they're dangerous on yeah. top of him, I and mean, you can look at the shit with Kesha. Like that's oh just god, that like scary uh, as scary as hell. Like and I'm, like even besides that, like they they lie to you. They like they flash this pen in front of you. Like other friends of mine, Green River Ordinance. Have you ever heard of them? No, they sign with a major label though. Mm-hmm. Like there's a band down in Austin called. Um, uh, actually, I won't say their name uh, just so I don't make them mad. But they want to be on a label. Um. And they have that, you know, kick-ass record label sound. They're just going to get shit on like everybody else, though. Yeah. I guarantee it. Like, these guys are great. Their singer is great. They're, uh, you know, she's really cool. Um, They kind of remind me of, uh, 
Paramore in a sense, but more funky um, and not at all like a pop punk band. Um, but they're going to like those like you, they're, it's just not going to work. Like it's so dangerous. Like it could work. I mean, if you really believe that you're going to do it and you're going to like, but do it right. Like be the black keys. Own mm-hmm. your damn music. Like, don't you don't need a record label. They didn't own a record or weren't on a record label. And I don't think I think maybe recently they signed to something for some reason. Like, but you don't need to be on a record label. Create a publishing company. Like it's very easy. Just yeah, it's or pay, just self-release it. Like the old rights bucks. reserved button that you click on Bandcamp, it's perfect. That's all you need. You don't need anything else. Like, you need to own your music and not let a record label own it. I mean, look at what happened with Prince. He fought for years to own his music and he finally got it. And then, you know, OD'd and now it's back <laughs> in the hands of the record labels. Yeah. Like, but he tried and tried and tried. Like it's, yeah. I mean, it record labels are an, a necessary evil because they can be good, and there are record labels that are good. I'm talking about major labels, though. I'm not saying don't go to a record label, like, at all. Like, that. that's, you know, unrealistic in a lot of ways. I mean, the Black Keys were a rare, you know, a gem, basically. But... You got Chance the Rapper, these too. These major... Yeah, like, it, Chan, yeah, you got Chance the Rapper. Good, yeah, good call on that. You can say Drake, but, you know, Degrassi. don't 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 try and act like you didn't have a boost buddy screw you go go hotline bling yourself i love drake but yeah he didn't really start from the bottom like yeah you did not start from the bottom (laughs) bro you started from the middle and worked your way sideways (laughs) or started from the top and worked your way sideways man how how much i wish that my parents didn't decide to have boring normal lives and like actually try to make me a child actor i mean granted i'd be in therapy right now for worse things, but at least I'd have a career. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I'm trying to find my dog. <laughs> it's all good. My dog keeps wandering off. But yeah, no, I, my mom tried to put me in uh, modeling once and I was not having it. Like it was, she took me to this very shady place in Dallas and you mean a modeling you know, agency? Yeah, it was a modeling agency. Um, and the guy had, like, um, he reminded me of Don King, kind of. Um, like, he was trying to be Don King. Had pictures caking in his wall with him and, like, celebrities and stuff. And so he, like, pushes models all the time. And, like, there had some... It was a public access modeling show. Like, a fashion show or something like that. And, like, the, his models were at or something like that. And I just, I just didn't want to do it, and I brushed it off, and she got mad at me and stuff. Sorry, mom, if you're listening to this, I'm not meaning to embarrass you, but I didn't want to be a model, uh, and it's okay. You weren't a bad mom, uh, so don't, <laughs> don't think that. That's what moms do. Alana's my uh, girlfriend's mom does the same thing. She'll just like randomly is like, was I a bad mother? <laughs> I'm like, no. Where did this come from? <laughs> my mom doesn't really do that at all, but. She has. All moms do that, though. Uh, my parents know they messed up with me. I think they're <laughs> they come to terms with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just made their peace. <laughs> They're done with it. Okay. And so I want to talk about uh, Make America Emo again. What was your uh, 
purpose behind that. <laughs> oh, nah, I just thought it'd be funny. And it's ba- like the whole album I'm going for is like a, just a shitty garage recording of a bunch of loud, angry emo songs, basically, that I've written over the years. And it's the last time I'll record a acoustic album ever. Then, okay, so uh, what are you planning on doing after that, then? Uh, yeah, instruments and stuff. Like, I've been investing a lot more in other things and have friends that are more willing to help these days, and they're always willing to help. I just was too busy to do music. I've been, like, in a weird work funk for a while and writer's mm-hmm. block for a long time, and it all just... I think it took Donald Trump winning to... <laughs> jog get all that, that anger up. loose yeah i was like i'm usually would write angry songs about girls breaking up with me and now it's uh not wanting to date me that's all and I'm now about. it's yeah ex- uh, yeah but like now i'm like i have the love of my life and i do you have no, no like it, it's hard to write happy songs in a lot of ways for mm-hmm. some like at least for me it is like i mean i could write happy songs but they're just gonna be lame like nobody likes happy songs like yeah. oh, my girlfriend's favorite songs are breakup songs <laughs> it's just like you should write more breakup songs and just just think about your breaks breakups I'm like no it's yeah, I do like co-writes here and they're all just like <laughs> yeah. you know i'm in a pretty the, the other person like this is the person i'm like they're, it's gonna be their songs. I'm like working on the song with them. It's like yeah. you know, my life's pretty positive right now. It's like yeah. I'm gonna write a breakup song. <laughs> it's <just> like, <laughs> all right, I'll get so pound out some stories of my uh. life. And so like, I'm pretty sure my next album is gonna like there's like this whole theme with this girl. I won't get her into her name or whatever. Mm. It's all about like how like we wanted to be with each other but not real we didn't really want to be with each other too but we were with each other kind of for like the sake of like we don't want to be alone and stuff like that and yeah. so we're both worried we're gonna find someone else or whatever like that situation so i'm like there's gonna be a lot if these artists that i'm co-writing with like get big there's gonna be a lot of those songs out on the, yeah on the radio but hey man that's good if you are co-writing those and they get in there then yeah god almighty man you are you are set you've got to like you gotta do it to a, it. A guy, uh, my old professor, my music business professor, told me about like he did a bunch of weird music in the eighties, um, stuff like it was like a weird carnival thing he was doing. I don't know, but then um, he ran into him like ten years later, and um, he's like, "How are you doing?" He's like, "Well, I have to find a money manager." He's like a really weird guy, um, like a w- weird nerdy guy, and he's like, "Why?" He goes, "Well, I wrote a song." He's like, what do you mean? He's like, I wrote a song for Toby Keith. Who? <laughs> and for, uh, who's the guy that wrote it? No, I don't. I don't care who wrote it. It's oh Toby yeah, Keith. no, it's Toby Keith. Yeah, it's Toby he played, Keith. He I don't played know. a show with Three Doors Down. I don't really respect oh, him anymore. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. But in the nineties, Toby oh, Keith yeah. is still, you know, nineties, right? Or maybe it wasn't Toby Keith. Maybe it's Garth Brooks. I don't know. He wrote it for somebody super ass famous, and uh, it. Yeah, I mean, you get that little bit of a royalty from writing that song, mm-hmm. like just a, it's amazing. Yeah, music business, they like, tell you, they're just like, yeah, the only profitable thing in music anymore is songwriting and yeah, producing. Like, and that, that's what, like, I would want to do that, but I just don't know what to do with it. I don't know who to work with, mm-hmm. and I'm just now breaking out of a writer's block, so I'm probably need to work. A little bit more but yeah like that's the easiest easiest way to make money in music oh, is yeah. songwriting like you can be like there's a guy my 
or or girl my professor was talking about that like he would um when he was at doing a and r at uh a and m records back in it was like the seventies he would send people like like having trouble with the chorus well this lady you know whatever her name was lives down in Florida she's the chorus expert and comes up with like three lines and a hook and there you go she makes like a hundred thousand dollars right then and there for writing like four words basically it's that's insane. the dream like that is the dream <laughs> like screw see and that's that's like i my thing is i just want to work around music i don't care if i ever become famous or tour mm. like that that whole aspect of that comes with fame which i would want to use responsibly but i also don't necessarily want it like if i wanted to be famous it would be to try and help people it's one and of like, those like for me if or I, somebody like that yeah for me like the fame i want to get it's like I can sell out all my shows, but I can still go to like Trader Joe's and get groceries. Like, right. That's the amount of fame I want. And like, no one harasses me or whatever. Like Bob Schneider. Mm-hmm. You know Bob Schneider? Bob Schneider. His and all? Yeah. Know, Rob Schneider? No, Bob Schneider. <laughs> I've never Bob, no. No, no. Okay. He's a awesome musician. He tours like all over the country, sells out Saxon Pub, which is this place somewhere around here, uh, every single weekend. Like, and I just, I don't understand. He's kind of like Dave Matthews. I, I, I don't know how it sounds to me. But, like, how the hell do you sell out every single day? On Mondays. He sells out on Mondays. That's the craziest part. Mm-hmm. I, it blows my mind. I, uh, it's just like, it's, no, I'm not going to talk shit. Never mind. All right. So saying. I saw. It's kind of Dave Matthewsy. That's all I'm saying. And on the, uh, <laughs> One more before the world ends album I saw on the track list. The song called New Day is going to be oh, on yeah. there. <laughs> it is. It's like made famous yeah. by I can't remember who made it famous. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it depends on what area of the country you live in, I guess. Mm-hmm. If you live in Kansas, a man named Sam Slurgen Slurgen Slanger Dinger Ingerman uh, Jensen. Hanger, May have made it famous. He lived in Fort Worth and Dallas. A guy named Tim Phillippe and friends made it famous. It's on a uh, yeah, playlist. Famous it's made on like some Nashville playlist, I think. Shut the fuck. Are you serious? Yeah, not like a big. I don't know how big it is. I think it has a couple followers. Yeah, at least my version uh, of it, not your version. Well, mine version ain't up there. But dog, you're gonna owe me money. Oh yeah, I do have to. <laughs> I think I owe you yeah, like you fifty gotta... cents for a royalty check. Yeah, pretty much. So for those you don't know, Tim is the original writer of New Day. So I actually kind of want to know, because for me it has a different meaning than probably what it means to you. So I want to hear like your meaning to it. Um, well, it's man, that song has been through some phases. Let's tell you what. Um, I wrote it uh, as my first song ever. Uh, well, not my first song ever. I had written some really bad, really Really like the first ones. Good first song. decent, yeah, for, first like uh, regular song that I've kept in a rotation. Uh, and like, I mean, I wrote songs when I was 14. Like, <laughs> they had one called Punk Rock Queen or something like that. <laughs> uh, oh, God, now I'm remembering how that song goes. Oh, no, gross, get out of my head. Uh, <laughs> but now, New Day, uh, it was just, I. Try, I, the, the hook, the today is a new day that like just that came into my head and then I just wrote the whole song around it and it was super positive and I only tried to write 
semi-positive Christian songs uh, back then. And uh, then, yeah, I kind of stopped playing it for a while. And then I'm like, it was, (laughs) it originally was seven minutes long uh, because I, well, I barely knew how to play guitar when I wrote it. It was (laughs) all power chords. uh, And it was, uh, yeah, I I just didn't know how to write songs. And then my friend Trent Cockrum, uh, he's a, uh, was a songwriter from, well, he's still alive, uh, but he does. I don't <laughs> think he plays. I don't think he plays music anymore. Um, but uh, he helped me uh, rearrange, like wrote the rearrange the uh, uh, the chords and stuff, and make the tune sound a little better. Like maybe use a cut capo and stuff, and <laughs> um, and help me rewrite the uh, bridge, and then uh, whatever. I don't even remember how that what version that was, because um, even then the lyric versions have all been different. Your version's even different from mine. Uh, but, uh, that my current one, uh, I changed the bridge again, mm. but, uh, yeah. And then I, it's like when I would play shows, people sing along with that one and maybe a couple others. I don't remember, but, uh, it's one everybody always requested. It kind of got annoying. Uh, <laughs> like it would only get requested um like learn other songs (laughs) um but yeah that's that's basically that and i uh i wrote your i wrote i wrote your hit sam (laughs) well actually funny enough that's like that's the one i always want to like end the show with but the one everyone wants me to play is like vagabond's tale or betty jean Uh oh yeah that's i like betty jean Everyone likes that one, which which is really funny because, like, I wrote it because I was the, yeah, I wrote that 2012, and then, uh, what was the story? And then there was at one point I was just like, I don't like this song. I don't think it's very good. I'm not going to put it on. Uh, What? And then someone. that song's so catchy. (laughs) I know. I I don't know why. I don't know. I just went through it. My theory is never spend. Never spend. I spent like from for Jada Thoughts. I spent like two years working on it, two three years, yeah. and I'm like that is way too long to work on an album. Like, like for mixing, they're just like you need to spend four to five hours mixing a song, and like that's mm-hmm. it because you're just gonna tweak it forever. Oh and that's yeah, what, you're gonna mix it into oblivion. Yeah, don't and do so, that. So like that's why I was like. I was because I was like I'm gonna do it on the, like the leap year of last year, and then I was, and I was like probably won't. And then I was like, all right, the album's done. Like, there's no reason I should. So I just bounced everything, didn't listen to it, just made yeah. sure like the beginning and ends were fine, and then dropped it. <laughs> and then that's it came what I did out. with my last EP. I just was like, I did it in one day. I was like, I just I don't want to spend because I didn't. I wanted to not do the whole like spending forever on it. Like, I'm just gonna sit, record it, and just bounce it. And I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Like. Well, uh, like I, yeah, I mean, I've been. Good. <laughs> it was like two years of just like making minor tweaks and then like recompressing and compressing, and yeah. now I listen to it. I'm like, man, I wish I would have mastered this better. But oh, that's yeah. like everything else is fine it. with it. You own your music, right? Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I can you're, remaster you're, it. You're not on a publishing or anything. Okay, just don't know if I want. I, I want it to just be done, kind of in a sense. Oh yeah, I, I like yeah. the thing. I don't want to pull like a George Lucas and like redo. Right, dude. Like, that's what I, I'm about to pull a George Lucas actually on one of my old albums mm-hmm. that I I rushed through it and I just I've always hated it, so I'm just gonna re-record all the songs. Uh, I was mad back then too because that was another election that pissed me off. Except we won that one. 
And so, yeah, there I have that. And then Vagabond's Tale gets uh, requested a lot, which, like, I just yeah. don't understand. That was kind of a last minute. I literally wrote the song and then, like, went to the studio and recorded it. Like, I didn't even, like, back when I didn't record everything from home and, like, actually had to go to a studio. <laughs> mm-hmm. Literally, yeah. wrote, I'm like, all right, I need one more song for this album. <laughs> just, like, and so that's a fan favorite. And it's... What did, uh... What's the song? Um, um, oh shoot! All for one or something like that. Like I swear, um, was written um, in thirty minutes or something on a napkin. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, Backstreet Boys. Best or? song? No, it wasn't Backstreet Boys. Uh, it was Boys to Men. No, it's a B name though. Um, craps. Uh, uh, before. Uh, Oh, let's see. I don't. I don't remember. It's, it's like not I all for one though. No, that's and yeah, the no. That band's all for one that sings that song, but it's not that song. It's um. Back here, baby, miss you, want you, need you. So that song. Who sings that? Oh. Uh. Because you're back here, baby. Yeah. Here's a feeling inside. Oh, oh my God! I can't believe I remember that whole song. Uh. Here, I'm on my computer. I'll look at it. But, yeah, they wrote that song in 30 minutes on a napkin. Like, some of the best songs, man, you can just, like, and if it works, it works. I think, Let like, the, keep requesting my theory behind it is because you're not thinking about it too much. Yeah. That's why I hate, like, I like to just, like, sit down, like, write an entire song and then come back to it later. Because if you yeah. just, like, write one line and then go back, which I've do, I do plenty of times, like... That's, you got to take a break. Like mm. my friend would say, he goes, I would just go smoke a cigarette. And I mean, if you smoke cigarettes, well, don't <laughs> um, actually. But uh, yeah, I like, vape. Or just take a gen. Yeah, <laughs> vape nation. Uh, no, but like, yeah, you just take a mental break of something. Just go stand outside in general and then come back. And then you're like, oh, that's how the song goes. And blah, 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 blah. you're done. Like it's the greatest. Or just take, you know, like you said, forever to do it. Just like I do, like, yeah, I do things like I'm not leaving the room until I finish this. <laughs> yeah, no, like you sometimes, like I, you get in that zone, man. Like you're just like I gotta keep going, I gotta keep doing this. Do you have any songs like you? How many songs did you originally write for the album, and how many made it on? Um, how many were on there? Hold on, got that from one of these books. Um, nope, wrong one. Um. Holy craps. Um, oh, yeah. So uh, the whole thing I was going to release as I was going to do like 15 because I've been playing uh, music for like 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, not like I didn't start playing shows until I was 18, but I've been like writing songs and stuff since I was like 14 or 15. And, um, and just do it all in one sitting. But then I realized that my hand would give out and um, (laughs) and I can't do that. And then I started thinking about it more and uh, because there's a second, honestly, that I was going to call it one more before I go and never do music again because I was pissed off and frustrated and thought the world was actually going to end. And then I said, well, we'll do one more before the world ends at least. Uh, and then that's where that came from. I was also going to call it live from planet express because my house is called planet express. Um, but then I thought Fox might sue me, 
So is that uh, your uh, Wi-Fi? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mine's a uh, Greendale uh, Community College. What is that from a show? A community. Oh, is that community? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And then the password, I'm not going to say it on air, but it's like no, a don't say quote it. Don't be, from the don't show. St- don't Steve Spicer yourself. <laughs> or Sean Spicer yourself. Dude, tweet it out his password three times. <laughs> He's such a fucking moron. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, there's just going to be a bunch. So how many are on here? Let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 10, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 25 songs total that I weeded out out of ones I've either written, a couple I've rewritten, uh, The Gipper is was going to be on there. It's not. Uh, do you know that song? Did Brett ever show you that one? The Giver? The Gipper. No, I, I don't... Oh, well, fine. Guess you're not a true Tim Phillippe fan, Sam. <laughs> uh, no, that, that's one of the ones I got. I had requested a lot. It's a very slow uh, gospel song. Um, back when I played Christian music. Um, do you, like, yeah. when you do slow songs live, do they actually, like, go well? Uh, yeah. I think they go more well than my fast ones. Because, like, I, I, mean, I like, like I, as far as my instrumentation goes, <laughs> it's, it's like slower. I write like uh, I like to write. I like to like write slow songs. That's like the songs I'm into, like Julian Baker style. Uh-huh. Um, and so that's why I like to write. And then like I know no one's gonna like it. And then when I play it live, it's just like no one is liking this at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like and the problem with slow. So I I limit it one per set, if anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I always do, you know, your your regular opener, the slow song before the ender, maybe, or like the second one before the ender. It's like the what would you call it if you're playing six songs? Your you know fourth song, um, closer not ender. Uh, but uh, I I I don't have a lot of slow songs. I try and tend to speed everything I have up. But I also I have I have a two versions of every song two at least two versions of every song that I've written just a slow super super slow version or moderately so and then to the regular version like one of my songs uh, that um, not finished with yet it'll be it was I was gonna release it with give and take but I wasn't happy with the recording but it's a very sad song about depression uh, and good we need uh, more but, of that. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, that needs to be called attention to. Uh, folks have it. I've had it, like, like more people than not, like, need to not be ashamed of the fact that they've been, you know, mm-hmm. depressed, or at least Probably those just vaccines. in general down it. Yeah, those vaccines are causing autism, depression aids, uh, or whatever. God, these people are dumb. You're, you're all dumb. If you're listening to this, you're all dumb if you think that that causes autism. Kids, just you're... Fly, FYI. <laughs> I, was, I was talking to someone. She was telling me about like it's like uh, like uh, it was like vaccines are bad and just I'm like, so like you're okay with your child getting polio? I'm like, no one gets polio anymore. I'm like because they get vaccinated. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, then uh, like shortly after my family went to Disney World, there was like a damn mumps outbreak at dis at Disney World because a whole bunch. Oh no, wait, it was in California. Never mind. Um, where the liberals are stupid for some reason. Ugh. 
like god there is are it, a group of is dumb it a liberal thing to be it is a liberal thing yeah i see a lot it's of a, like i've seen it like conservative too i think it's like there are some conservatives that don't <laughs> want anybody telling them what to do and stuff but it's the liberal uh we like west hollywood west lake what you know and south lake whatever any anywhere the, the word vegans. lake in the title vegan <laughs> vegans no not all vegans you can't paint them that but they are sad because they don't eat meat and sorry if that it's like straight edge people yeah oh god don't get me started about straight edge oh. people. <laughs> Dude, i love uh, that was a the website <laughs> the hard times it just like cracks me uh, up oh god hard times is my one of my favorite things ever uh man that article <laughs> it's the best thing ever uh it's like if you're ever into like that punk rock scene at all in any motion or know anyone it's yeah exactly like my uh, house I lived at, we were um, a venue too. Like we threw a bunch of house shows. Had like uh, forty-five bands coming uh, through there throughout the two years we lived there. Um, we probably threw a show at least one or two shows every quarter. And uh, our last show was like a festival. Uh, we had a two-day festival in our backyard, and somehow did not not a single cop. I don't know how we had cops so many other times and not a single cop came. And, uh, but the hard times article that got me is like local homeowners don't know that their house used to be a legendary punk rock venue. I'm like, that's my house. Ah!" (laughs) 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 Like that's you people don't know. Like we had, Oh man, my roommate was there when I've got, I wish I had been there. My roommate was there and, um, that we were not getting to renew our lease and we weren't going to stay there anyways. Um, so it was all going to come, come to an end. And the landlord who always liked to randomly barge in and show the house, even when like one of my roommates was naked once, like getting out of the shower. And he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know anybody was here. He's like, well, knock asshole. But anyways, he brought these girls in one day to show him the house. And um, he goes, so this is living room. And they go, is this the East Side Isle? I've definitely been to a show here. <laughs> and Herbert goes, "Why, yes, it is, ma'am. Yes, it is." <laughs> the landlord's like, "Really? Great, huh? Great. You've been to a show here, huh? All right, fine." <laughs> so yes. it's like house shows so hit and miss, but like if it's a like a Dude, yeah. good house show, like probably the most fun shows you'll ever play. Are they still a thing? I don't know if they. Well, if I, me, and my friends have just gotten older and aren't going to house shows, or if they punk. just died off in not Austin. Not as punk like, as it used to be, but uh, I did some house shows. Even then, like we had folk bands playing house house shows down here, and like it's just it doesn't yeah, it's anymore. it's become folk. Like, did I did my house really end off in the? Like, I don't like tooting that as a horn, but did my house when it died? Did it? Did the house show scene die? I think. Yeah, well, sad. I played I two I, house shows last year. Them Austin music. And they were uh, they were fun to do uh, because it was at, it was at, when I was still in school, and so it was like the pop like popular kids like I mean college popular, which means you're just like you're not like a nerd if you're not popular, but if you're popular, like you know everyone, yeah. and, like you can throw parties, and so like they throw like these huge parties, no one had a place to sit. It was pretty fun. Yeah, I was the headliner. Yeah, so. I miss that. I miss that so much. It's, those were so much fun to play. But if you play a house show, there's like go-to. two people there. It's like the worst night yeah, of your that entire sucks. life. Like, ugh, I, it's like, that's I, like, I'd play in a venue for just chairs over like 
a house show with no one. Amen, dude. I played a show for my dad once. Uh, the, all the <laughs> bands, um, dude. Oh my god, it pissed me off so much. Uh, I will never play the door in Fort Worth ever again, and I, uh, I hope they hear it. Um, maybe it blacklists me, but nobody goes to the fucking door anymore. Um, but I've got. I'm I'm friends with half the Fort Worth music scene. I'm, screw you, door. That's because of what they did. Uh, <laughs> it's some bitter. Um, I played a bunch of shows at this venue called The Doors, a Christian punk venue, basically, but also had a lot of other bands. It was so one it was of the like biggest s- venues in Fort straight Worth. Straight edge, extreme. Uh, kind of, yeah, a little bit. Like all the like Forever the Sickest Kids started out there and stuff. Like before they were that band and like other. I mean, uh, you don't know any of them, but um, <laughs> do you know Terminal? They sound yeah, familiar. Terminal. Yeah, I uh, had a song called Dark. A uh, guy's name, singer named Travis Bryant, who lives in Austin, apparently. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they started out there. Um, anyways, uh, but, yeah, I played on the side stage for so many years. I'm an acoustic singer-songwriter guy, so it makes sense. I'm not going to be on the main stage too mm-hmm. often uh, or ever, and I wasn't. And I came back... Uh, from Kansas after living there for four months and uh, I I booked a show and I, I emailed the uh, guy um, okay and precursor to this which is why I think he might the owner might have uh, did like been such a douchebag if maybe he wasn't meaning to be a douchebag with this but I think he was I didn't show up to a show one day um, because uh, I didn't have time and I had emailed oh yeah I never got a confirmation email about the show as it is and I'm like driving down the street one day and somebody calls me like yo you're supposed to be at the door playing a show you're headlining uh the one of the stages and I was like I never got anything about that and he never sent me a confirmation email so I'd stand by that so I didn't know he even had a show and he thinks I uh chipped out and got blacklisted um but I didn't because I Again, played another show later on. But when I came back, he booked me on the main stage. I'm like, this is awesome. Um, booked me under, though, not headlining, um, behind a band called Kick Your Donkey. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, and fucking, oh, God, sorry. This makes me mad. Uh, he, the, they were 14 and did mostly Blink-182 covers. And uh, there were other bands that played that, too. Um but it, that were like way better than even me and definitely kick your donkey um, who didn't even show up because one of them got grounded. Um, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, and I'm 21 at the time and I'm like, oh, this is sad. Regardless, all the bands that came and went and didn't play uh, or didn't even bother to stay. Like most bands are like cordial and stay and try and sell merch. Well, nobody came, all their fans left with them. And, uh, uh, yeah, I played a show for my dad and then, um, my friend was there and I let him come up and just play a song because it was just me, my dad, my guitarist from my old band and the sound engineers. And <laughs> that was, that was it. And then my dad went home. Yeah. I played a show at a Ugh. jackpot saloon in Lawrence and uh, I opened for a cover band. And so, you know, that. Oh God. and they were not good. And uh, it was like people like my age, and then um, and then like a sixty-year-old bass player. Oh my god! 
But it was. The sound hilarious. engineer was cool, though. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's always good to have a good sound engineer. I pissed one off once because I was mad that I couldn't swing my microphone, and um, I did it anyways. <laughs> and uh, he uh, tur- shut off my sound, uh, kept hitting the mute button on and off while I was singing. Um, and I just looked up at the sound booth, and he just got this, like, he's just a little, just, like, devious little... Dwight style fat kid and like thinking he controls everything, which he does. Sound engineers control everything, so mm-hmm. I'll hail the sound engineer. Um, whatever. But I was like, I'll tape it up. Like I even brought in my own uh microphone later on. It was like my microphone that I was using that he uh it was, no, it was my microphone, but his cord. I'm like, I will pay you for the cord if something happens and no, he was just yeah, like, no, the general rule, like, if you're going to do weird mic acrobatics, is you bring the <laughs> your own yeah. gear for that. I know. And I guess I, I if you said you're going to pay for it, yeah, it's not. Yeah, I was going to even pay for it. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a quarter inch, or not a quarter inch cable, uh, XLR. XLR, cable. yeah. Those things are che- yeah, those things are cheap. Look, it's, I only need six feet worth. Whatever. Uh, dude, there was a time some friends of mine were playing a show here in Austin, and they played... And they're they're called the Fuss. They're like this uh, kind of southern rock, grungy style. Like it's like southern rock and screamo kind of. Um, but uh, he's in a band called the Vandaliers now. They're mm-hmm. a Texas country band that you will probably be hearing about relatively soon. They're actually probably come through Nashville yeah. here soon. He's been co-writing songs with people out there. His name's Josh Fleming. Do you know him at all? Feels like his name sounds uh, yeah. familiar. You, you might end up running into him eventually because I know he's been going out there. But uh, well, when he was in the fuss, they were here and they're very loud and they're very awesome too. I miss that band. But they played um, after a band called <laughs> Jean Claude Van Jam. And <laughs> <laughs> they were mostly clarinets. <laughs> And uh, a trombone, and the lead singer was a clarinet player, uh, and (laughs) a trombone and a drum and an electric guitar, I think. Um, But they played their set, and me and the Fuss guys were the only ones in there, like, we're, like, drinking and talking. They're playing, and we we watched them, like you do, and (laughs) they were like, this is weird, but whatever, cool. Um, And then... Fuss got up and played, and Jean-Claude Van Jam all sit down and crack open their Heinekens. Um, and God, I, I, Sam, I don't care if you like Heineken, but in this moment, Heineken was the worst. Was the <laughs> worst. Heineken was the nerdiest thing you could possibly but drink at this bar. Any other time, <laughs> fine. But this is like, God, a Heineken? You are in Austin, Texas, son. Drink a beer. <laughs> he, <laughs> so they're sitting there. The Fuss starts playing. And then the lead singer says something, and we couldn't hear it. And Josh goes, what did you say? He goes, you fucking suck. (laughs) And he goes, what? He goes, you're too loud. Turn it down. He goes, uh, no, we're loud on purpose, buddy. And he goes, well, you fucking suck. (laughs) He goes, well, I'm just going to turn it up. And turns his guitar up as loud as it fucking goes. And, (laughs) like, it's, like, and it's loud. And it's on their, like, singles, which is a super loud song. And as he's starting the... 
the dun 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 dun. He spits across the room and it hits the guy in the face. And like from this tiny little stage, spits on the Jean Claude Van Jam guy. And the owner of the bar's like, no, no, don't, oh, okay, whatever. And after the set, like um, the owner came up to him and goes, listen. Don't spit on any more people, but you guys are welcome back here anytime, and those guys aren't. <laughs> it's like, ah, it's such a rock and roll thing to do, to spit spit on somebody. <laughs> what, like, what's the rule of thumb? Don't talk shit about the people you're playing a show with. Like, don't, that's At least not today. God. Like, the show, at the show. Later, yeah, like, talk later, shit you... after, like, this band was the worst. I've played with bad bands before that I'm like, God, I would never play with that band again. Like, mm-hmm. but <laughs> not at the show. Just, like, smile and nod, man. We didn't laugh at Jean-Claude Van Jam for <laughs> having clarinets, mostly cl- being 60% clarinet as a band. <laughs> like, my friend Joey started a band called Flutes and Ladders once. Uh, it was all flutes uh, as a joke, but... That was it. He didn't pursue it because that's dumb. There was a <laughs> band I went to high school with. They they weren't. I don't think they really did anything. But like on their Facebook, they were like the Rubber Band Frogs or something like that. Something stupid. There was just like three nerds, and and so their genres their genre was instrumental and acapella. Oh wait, how does that work? I know. That is we we like we have instruments, but we all like we sing without instruments. But we also like have instruments. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. Oh, so you're a band? No, we're we're an acapella band, but with instruments. Or instrumental acapella. Band. <laughs> I bet you anything that is what they went for. Like, were they actually? Did they actually? Did it make any form of sense, or was this? No, a I joke never saw them do t- any sort of performance <laughs> at all. So, right. oh yeah, we're an acapella band, but we use instruments. Like, uh, there was one time. <laughs> One time I was in, uh, when I was in school, we had like our student recitals and then like a jazz commercial bassist was playing. And for those of you who don't know, if you've played it, a lot of times string players don't play in tune with the piano. They'll play really well. They just won't play in tune. And so this guy, he was also playing out of tune and it was just bad. And it was someday my prince, something like that or like a Christmas song. And then like, it got, it got dead quiet in the recital hall. Student recital during like 11 a.m. in the on a Tuesday. Dead quiet. One guy was just like, well, that sucked. <laughs> in front of like every music major in, the, in our entire, like 300 students. Just, just like, well, that sucked. <laughs> like before the applause. <laughs> By far, that... Okay, and so we're nearing the yeah. end of our show. So, since Hello. we've known each other for a while, we have to you have to tell a good Sam story. Oh yeah, I was trying to think of this, and I remembered one. I don't know if it even affected you though. Uh, I you were staying at our my parents' house while I was there for I think Brad's graduation when he was still dating. Oh, it was Brett's, uh, wasn't it? Uh, it was Brett. Oh yeah, it was Brett's graduation. Mm-hmm. That's why. Okay, that's why it was so recent. Okay. Uh, but uh, I, my mom has a whole bunch of creepy dolls that she <laughs> keeps, and I set them all over the room that you were staying in uh, to try and scare you. But I left before uh, I went back home to Texas, so I don't. Did, did, did I freak you out or no? It was like a little. That- like, yeah. <laughs> God. Okay, good. That was my goal. It was like, there is. Oh, man. 
If anybody out there wants to bother going through my Instagram, at Timmy I.I. Step, it's on the creepiest dolls in the world are towards, you know, December 2015. Or, no, wait, May 2015. It was the funniest uh, story. It was Brad's wedding. And and so I was going through a little bit of a rough patch in my life. And so, like, I immediately park at, like, the church, pull out my flask and get a good chug of rum and... And then, and so I'm like a little buzz at that point. And then I walk in and I see you. We haven't seen each other since in like a year. And you're just yeah. like, holy crap, are you drunk? <laughs> like, no, kind of gotta be, man. I'm glad you got home safe because that was scary as hell coming back from that wedding. That was pitch black. Like, oh. I can drive. Dude. I was fine by the end I, of it. I, I wouldn't have drove. I was just good. like, I was thinking like after I'm like, if I can't drive home, yeah, I'm sleeping in the parking like lot of this reception. It was seven. That wedding yeah. it was seven degrees out. Dude, like, ugh. That was, I love you, Brad, if you're listening to this, but your wedding was so effing cold. Like, I was so mad. <laughs> it's it so was, nice, like, moving down to the we, south ugh. because it's not as cold here. Oh, for real? Well, I don't know, man. Uh, Nashville can get pretty damn cold. Well, it like, was like negative something degrees. Like Oh, yeah. Missouri, it, and the then like got, 20 degrees here. I was like, I'm fine. Close it got when I was at that wedding, it was on the way to the airport, and it got down to five, uh, I think, or two. Um, and I was getting gas. Oh, man, that sucked. But after we left that wedding, me and my girlfriend like wanted to go out because there is this um, pizza place. That's in downtown Kansas City called the Pizza Bar that I dreamt about. Yeah, it's some of the best pizza I've ever had, if not the best. And I, it pains me to say that Kansas City has the best pizza in the world for me. Like (laughs) until I try it again, I'll never know. But as far as right now, the best pizza I've ever had. And I'm to those listening, I am a pizza connoisseur. Yeah, I. You're like the only person I know who likes pizza as much as me, or more than me. Two other folks. Oh, you're a you're a pizza pizza professional. I don't I well? don't post about it online. Yeah, yeah. Well, regardless, it's still the best pizza there. I don't know. Maybe there's better, the, but we yeah. First time I went there, I was doing a show. It wasn't a show. It was like a concert at a Coffin Center for the Performing Arts. It's like one of the top ten music uh, concert halls in the world. And it's like downtown Kansas yeah. City. And so I was in like a tux and I went to the pizza bar for dinner. <laughs> we got like a $10 per diem. Oh, so, nice. So it was just like, so <laughs> the guy walks in and is like, you know, most people don't wear tuxes here, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, speaking of the wedding, it was just like really funny because I'm like DJing and I'm spiking my drink too. Oh, yeah. At like the driest yeah. wedding in the entire world. Oh my gosh! So my dry, God. vaginas were dry. Like, that's how dry this wedding was. <laughs> you still have to be friends with Brad, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't. Not at all. I'm, I'm seeing him uh, in March, so I'm gonna pull some Jafar or whatever. Uh, Jafar, oh, gross! God, getting... my brother has a weird patch of chest hair that Sam was named Jafar for some reason. They made a Facebook about it or something. <laughs> Cause Brad's like, ex-girlfriend like hated it, like really hated it. Why? And she wanted him to shave it and he wouldn't or something like uh, that. And so we just kept, <laughs> we kept uh, doing stuff like that to it. And so uh, 
So now it's like my fake face, like a fake Facebook account or like a fake email too that I use. Gosh, look up Jafar Philippi. Explained what that was to people. Now they like pull some Jafar. That's what that was the term you used. Nobody yeah. would have known. But that, like, <laughs> what is pulling Jafar? What drugs? No, because we would do like out of Florida. What we would do is Meth like when is Brad bad, would, but like, what is pulling Jafar these days? Is Florida people we'd are like, weird. We'd like, <laughs> we'd like, I'd like grab his chest, get on the hair, and then Brad would like be immobilized, like. Ah! <laughs> like he'd like be yeah because you're grabbing a, a mother <laughs> person's chest here man which like that now because brad's bulked up a lot more i'm i probably won't do it yeah. as much <laughs> he's like a parkour yeah professional crazy guy no man. i don't i can't mess with free run your face anymore. off <laughs> he's like training to be batman of tampa <laughs> God, which would be so dope oh my god if my brother could be batman that'd be awesome that'd be cool so yeah the wedding like phoenix jones and one of the one times we hung out, it was before Brett's first wedding <laughs> and your brother's first wedding. And we like walked to Hy-Vee to get food. And, oh, yeah. And, oh, man. And like we had like Jack so Daniels pizza? or something like that. And yeah. you wanted to get some Coke. And you're just like, and you were, you were oh drunk out of your God. mind. You were like, oh, yeah, because they had caffeine free Coke. Yeah, you're like, guys. Let's get caffeine free coke. I don't, don't want to be up all night. <laughs> just like, like, well, no, because I love caffeine free coke more than regular coke. I swear to God, it tastes different. It, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But my grandma always had it growing up, and caffeine free Pepsi too, and it tastes different than regular coke to me. Maybe hmm. it's just a mental thing. But yeah, I was drunk as hell and wanted to buy pizza and a lot of Coca Cola. Yeah. <laughs> You bought like yeah, you bought pizza rolls. Bought pizza, yeah. Oh, like so many pizza rolls. Oh god, I haven't eaten those in so long. Those are so gross. If I get pizza rolls. Yeah, I eat them all in one day. Oh, yeah, it's, it's that's my problem. Like I've had to cut out. I cut out cokes. I cut out uh, not completely. I have one once in a while, but uh, I have to cut out Lacroix and soda water because apparently it strips your teeth enamel and stuff. Oh, so dang like, it. That's yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Like the one joy in my life is now gone. With the rest of everything bad in the world, like, and then you have to cut out dairy more. I, lactose intolerant. I have to cut out more cheese because it gives me my. Timmy if I found out I was lactose intolerant, I would not give up cheese. I would. I haven't at all. I I mean, I just have to eat less of it. I have to eat pizza once in a blue moon, and that's as far as I can. <laughs> like queso is like uh, pretty much out of the question. Yeah, Target sucks. had a thing like in December. No, end of November. They had like these ten days of deals or something like that, and they had like buy one get one free frozen pizza. So I got a lot, oh. except limit of five or something like that. Yeah. So I got a lot of pizza. How old are you, by the way? Twenty three. Okay, that's why yeah. nobody nobody likes you when you're twenty three. Yeah. No, it, well, your body can still recover from <laughs> all that. Trust me, I ate terribly from like twenty to twenty seven, I guess, and well, I still don't eat great, but mm. like. My go-to was a to- Totino's pizza. I I would cook them, uh, stack two on top of each other. No, you ever done that? Yeah. No. If you're gonna do it, do it both faces uh, facing each other. Don't do crust on sauce because then it just gets gross. Yeah. Uh, but also don't do that because it's gross. I've done it I where just, like I oh. fold it in half and try to eat it, and while it's still like <laughs> burning hot. We <laughs> like, like uh, on New Year's we went out and we. I hadn't eaten a Totino's pizza in two years, if not more, uh, and we were drunk, 
and Ubering home, or no, we don't have Uber in Austin anymore. Really? Uh, yeah, we, uh, Uber and left, peaced out, because we started making everybody fingerprinting each other. But we were, <laughs> we were uh, fastening home. Um, it's much like Lyft, um, but it's in Austin, because for undisclosed reasons, we don't have Lyft. Um, and... <laughs> Yeah, I went into a gas station to buy pizza, and I bought, like, Alana said, uh, get one, and I grabbed eight, I think, of Totino's and made them all. Oh, God. Like, yeah, and they were, like, $3 a pop. I spent $25 on, like, uh, yeah, just a bunch of pizza. <laughs> it was at a gas station off 35. It was, I should, uh, don't right. drink. We're well, ending this no, on a drink. on a positive note. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're gonna, Don't we're drink a... or maybe maybe drink. All right. So, <laughs> all right. So, new album comes out February fifteenth next week. Yeah. So I'll make sure yeah. to remind everyone that next week, and you can go download that shiz and whatnot. Any last words, Timmy? Uh, be excellent to each other, man. This world's uh, kind of a dark place, but just keep being good to each other. As Chris Hardwick say, yeah, be nice to each other, goddammit. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you to our sponsors. And uh, Thank you, Lyft. Thank you, Lyft. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, if you have any questions, you can email theschwedcast <laughs> at gmail.com for Woo. any questions or concerns or whatever. Thank you, Tim, for enjoying the show. Uh, you know, subscribe, 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 write reviews and write reviews. And uh, like always, remember to stay awesome.